Welcome to the Impact Multiplier CEO Podcast. If you're a chief executive, or if you think like one, and you want to create exponentially greater impact, then this show is for you. My name is Richard Metcalf, founder of X Quadrant. I coach some of the most successful and impressive CEOs and executive teams on the planet and help them achieve extraordinary results. And no matter how successful you've been in the past, there's always a whole new level of impact available to you. So if you're ready to play a bigger game than ever before, I invite you to join us and become an Impact Multiplier CEO. You know the deal. You go to a leadership retreat, you come up with a bunch of really great ideas about how you might level up your team or your organization, and then a couple of months down the track, nothing has happened. This is something we see happening all the time, and in Richard's world, we're talking about strategy sessions. In mine, we're talking about learning and impact of learning. So um, today, we're going to talk about the problems with the one-and-done approach. So welcome to Season 3, Episode 8 of the Impact Multiplier CEO Podcast. I'm Davina Stanley, and I'm here today with Richard Metcalf, as always, to talk about some things that are going to help you level up in your business. Hi, Richard. How are you? Hi, Dav. Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. It's a, a cold winter's morning here, but I'm sure for you it's a balmy summer's day in Sydney, so I'm very uh, envious. Well, you might feel a little better to know that I'm going to Melbourne tomorrow and it won't be as warm down oh, there. Yeah. In fact, the terrible, outskirts <laughs> of Melbourne will be really chilly, really chilly. My dad had snow on his deck a couple of months ago. All right. Wow. So it does get cold here too sometimes. Okay. Occasionally. Okay. Occasionally. That's yeah. pretty good. But you're right. Not in Sydney today. It's actually mm. quite nice. I yeah. I can see the sunlight the streaming through the through your blinds. And um, <laughs> yeah, here it's here it's still dark and, um, you know, there'll be a glimmer of daylight at some point in the day. So anyway, <laughs> that's, that's the choices we've made. Um, yeah. Is. So, hey, um, yeah, I love this topic. Um nothing happens after our offsides, you know, because it's so frustrating. I've been there, you know, when I was in, in various you know, corporate roles, you know, you'd have these meetings and they'd be incredible, right? I mean, they'd be like, everyone would be excited. They'd be pumped yep. up. You'd have a whiteboard full of ideas. You know, you might've had an external trainer who's done a little bit and you're like, oh, that's amazing. And, and then you know like- You even give them a round of applause at the end. <laughs> and, and we external facilitators know how to make sure that happens. Let me tell you. <laughs> So yeah, so you get all this stuff, and um, and you feel, oh, this is a key, you know key moment in the life of our team, and then um, and then you get back, and then you realise you get back the next year, and you realise like you didn't do anything with it really. P- possibly you have a couple of um, a couple of weeks, a couple of months where there's like a bit of follow up in your le- regular meetings where there's a few items on the agenda, but they kind of gradually fall off, fade off, didn't do. And it just all dies a quiet death. Yes. At least what yeah, I've all too common. All too common, isn't it? It's so easy to let it happen and just let the day-to-day of business get in your way, doesn't it? And, and not stay focused. So what can we do to implement all the good stuff? What can we do to make sure this actually happens? Well, I guess, um, yeah, I guess, that, I mean, the first thing almost is just to have a think about the why, right? So, you know, why, why is this kind of stuff happening? I mean, the first thing is that most offsites add things and they don't subtract things. 
right? They're always like, these are all the new things we can do. And yet everyone's complaining in and around the session about how much they've got to do, how overwhelmed they are, how overwhelmed their teams are. And, but nobody likes to do that, right? How many sessions are there, which is like, hey guys, let's identify our top three initiatives to cut, right? Nobody does any of that. It's always like, what should we do? What, extra, what else shall we do? And so we don't really finish things. We just kind of add things. And so most of these things are structurally designed just to overwhelm, our, overwhelm ourselves even more, <laughs> to be honest, in, in my <laughs> perspective. Um, and and I, I guess the other thing is as well, a lot often these teams are basically a group of execs getting together. Um, and execs aren't always the best people to write down and follow up on actions, especially actions which are not directly their own organization's responsibility necessarily. And Is so, it much more fun to focus on the ideas? Right. You know, focus on get excited about things that are new. Is, is that part of what goes on? Yeah, well, I, yeah, probably is for me, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I love talking about new ideas, right? But then if I have to, like, um, you know, then spend an hour writing up what we, what the notes into a structured action plan that myself and other people and other execs can deliver on, yeah, it's a bit less fun, right? And perhaps I've got other things that are going to help me achieve my KPIs more directly. So I think often we don't even have the right people in the room to really mass, maximize that follow-up. Um and then, and I think it's probably one which you know you are, you know, you are sensitive to, which is the point that a lot of these events kind of rely on expectation, inspiration, and excitement, right? It's, um, <clears throat> you know, it's that buzz of oh, here's these exciting things and here's a vision, uh, and so there's an event, but there's not a process. There's not a process mm -hmm. to actually deliver on these ideas. Mm, it's a fear that it becomes a bit of a grind, doesn't it? And I think, you know, when you're doing anything to improve or to um, go through a process, it's not exciting. So there's got to be some ways to get the dopamine back in the game, doesn't there, mm. to make it fun and make it feel interesting and feel mm. like there's some sense of achievement and progress, doesn't there? Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. it's really, really hard to sort of stay on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I suppose with that in mind, with that context, we can kind of think about some things to actually do. And I suppose mm. I would also refer people to, um, in our first season of the podcast, there's an episode on, um, in the five impact multipliers, there's an episode on um, yes. mastering transformation, which is you know, about building new habits. In a sense, we are talking here about how do we take those ideas that we've created and turn them into habits. So there's some overlap with that, I think, but I think it's helpful just to think about it in the context of an offsite. Um, so I've got kind of, I guess, five, five um, fairly quick um, ideas just to kind of keep in mind. The first one is understand when you're making decisions and come up with ideas, like what is almost like a once and done decision? Um, like, we, you know, let's like sign off on a new initiative or let's, um, uh, allocate budget to something or let's you know let's uh, invest in a new IT system or whatever it is right mm -hmm. those things are kind of almost pretty simple you have to make the decision which might be hard a hard decision but once you've made it it's a pretty much a tick the box exercise it's done that's actually quite simple the hard stuff is the behavioral change so you need to know how many behavioral changes are we asking of us all uh, as a result of this offsite and don't ask for too many because people you know it's just so hard to focus on mm. more than one or two yeah yeah and I see you've got another note here about delegation too yeah yeah so yeah so I suppose 
again, if those once you've made those decisions, um, then like yeah, get you know delegate the stuff which you don't need as a team to be really driving. In other words, you've made a decision, had an idea. Mm. That's almost the value that you need to create. And at this point, mm. you need to kind of make sure that that's well handed off sure. with some kind of loop back to people. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And um, you've got some other simple things there too. Yeah. So, so number two, I guess, I mean, in a sense, it's, it's just sleep on it. Um, often, you know, everyone gets excited and writes down a really ambitious set of actions and initiatives from these projects mm-hmm. because everyone's pumped up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, you know, that's kind of like, I don't know, deciding to marry somebody, you know, after you've just met them in the bar or whatever. Right. I mean, <laughs> you kind of wedding yourself to this long term relationship <laughs> with this project. Right. That you've just come up with, yes. you know, an hour ago. Right. In the heat of the moment and in the in the buzz in the nice hotel room or in the wonderful yes. room, room that you're in. Um, and so kind of count this the cost. This is the loss. Las yeah. Vegas, what have I done moment? Is no, that what no, you're yeah. suggesting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, exactly. This is a kind of a shotgun marriage, you know, in Dodson, Dodson, Simple Bar. Um, so, um, yeah, kind of sleep on it and, and say, like, if we could do one thing, like, what would that one thing really be? And the problem is, we love to go big or go home. We go, let's do all it all, let's do it all, let's transform everything. But I think transformation comes from. Yeah, small things that stack on each other. Um, yes, compounding. Mm-hmm. Compounding, yeah, absolutely. So uh, one person I um, used to follow, um, I can't remember who now, he said, um, big is small and small is big. Ah, uh, uh, not James Clear by any chance. Uh, it wasn't, but, but it's, all that, it's all that kind of idea, mm. yes. Mm. So, mm. Um, in fact, I think it was Kent Julian told me that, who's a, a speaker. Um, but, yes, big is small and small is big. In other words, it's the small things when they stack that actually have the big changes. And the big yeah. flamboyant actions don't actually create the impact that we think. Uh, simple example, I mean, actually keeping the marriage theme, it's like your wedding day is a massive thing. But actually, in terms of the overall... <laughs> success of your marriage and your life not a big thing <laughs> right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas you know whereas like biting your tongue when you really want to criticize some minor you know uh, annoyance in your partner uh, every time over breakfast or whatever uh, that's it's a small a really thing but actually a big thing. thing yeah it's a very <laughs> big thing 28 years in I can care <laughs> yeah so um, yeah. not that I'm sure yeah. you have any bad behavioral tics so that's fine oh right? well you are any. more than kind <laughs> let me just say I, I assure you I do <laughs> so um so yes yeah, so the first one is to really kind of count the cost before you jump in and decide like is this like let's do a few things that we really nail rather than mm. You know, it's actually easier to kind of grieve over the projects that don't happen before you even start them than just yeah. to kind of get in and get cynical because they never happened. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. And then perhaps point number three is around, um, and I've talked about this again in, in previous episodes, but I think it's so important, which is changing your environment. Mm. So what, how is it that you're going to shape your environment to reinforce these decisions? Now, your environment doesn't have to be your office. Um, it could literally be the presentation, the agenda template for your f- next meetings yeah. that are coming up, right? Uh, or your one-on-ones that you're going to be having. Um, you know, what are you going to cover? Or, um, you know, or 
perhaps you even declare to other people around you what you're doing, right? It's like the it's like the dieter who announces they're going on a diet. Suddenly they're on the hook, right? It's accountability. accountability. Yes. As soon as you go public with something, yes, it's you. You in, invoke shame, don't you? If you don't do it, an embarrassment. You set yourself up yeah, to yeah, avoid exactly. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like the example of it's, it's like in the it's like in the um, you know any film, right? There's a moment where the hero has to get off the couch and go and do something, right? It's you know the, <laughs> the Hobbit has to leave Hobbiton, right? Um, <laughs> because basically they weren't going to do it otherwise; they were just living their life, and something happens. Yes. It's an inciting event that gets you into the action, yes. and I think um, sometimes you need one of those, right? If things are a bit yep. too subtle. Um, then then they can be easy to forget about them. Yeah. So do things to make yourself get off the couch. Yeah. 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 Um, and, 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 another, and another key environment is a way of shifting environment. And it's, it's broader. And again, I have, I've talked about some of these ideas before, but language. So um, especially as the leader, um, and especially if you've, say, had some external intervention where you've been introduced to some new concepts, it's like you have to, you keep them alive by speaking about them and by using the language that was introduced. Mm, mm, um, I use a tool um, in the business called the GC Index. Um, it's uh, it measures your propensity to have impact in different areas of the business. I, I find it's really interesting. It's a bit different from a personality tool. It's not measuring personality. It's really measuring you know do you want to are you, do, you, do you want to be do you want to innovate in this business or do you want to just deliver the goods or do you want to um, do you want to be the planner and the strategist? It's kind of really trying to get into those kind of roles. Um, mm-hmm. and, and where your energy is and it's a very simple language and I always say to people um like because everyone again gets the buzz they're all seeing getting these insights as who they are and who they are as a team and I say look this is like you've now learned like a foreign language you understand it but you'll feel uncomfortable speaking it because it's a bit Mm -hmm. unfamiliar you need Mm -hmm. to get familiar with speaking it to each other and weaving it into conversations the first times it'll feel awkward and forced but that's just because you're learning a new language but once you start to use it then suddenly that's a new change in your environment and it will stick and it will have much Mm -hmm. more impact so if you've been learning a new tool about account management or stakeholder management or leadership or um, team building or whatever it is um again as a leader like literally force yourself for the next few meetings to kind of Actually weave it in. Yeah, count, count how many words. times you use the words. Yes, yes. And is it sensible for some of these things, for consistency's sake, to put a reminder in your diary once a month saying, am I using this language still? Or am I mm. talking about this project still? Is it is it helpful mm. to put some of those automated prompts in place mm. because you know you sort of do it in the first few times but how easy to get derailed and you know stop oh. just stop doing it and talking about it yeah absolutely so this is actually the my fourth point of it or not but it, it's around i mean so it ties in really nicely so you know congratulations i'll give you some uh give you a bonus point there. <laughs> for intuiting uh, you <laughs> yeah but, but it's about awareness so what you just talked about there mm. this is about how do i maintain awareness right mm. so again if, if you've got First of all, identify, you know, what are the real behavior changes that you need here and get rid of the wants and done ones. Second one is, you know, sleep on it and count the cost. The third one is change mm-hmm. of environment. Mm-hmm. And this fourth one is build awareness uh, and to build awareness. So give, I'll give you an example. When I um, coach um, my executive clients, one thing I do often will um, will be ident- we'll identify particular habits and, and disciplines and we will set up uh, using uh, an app, a, an automated 
um, check in once a week, once a day, depends. Uh, mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. to bring awareness, just to get to reflect on, yeah, did I do this today? I, I, did I do my best to use, you know, to do this habit, to to use these, whatever it is. And yeah, yeah. just the awareness of it, just knowing that you're going to get that email at eight in the morning, wait at night or whenever it's going to be, it just kind of keeps that in your back of your mind somewhere. Yes. And um, you actually make them do anything. So they receive an email that says, have you done this thing today? Yeah. And do you make them click something or do something? Is there some sort of micro action that the, you, you ask them to do to sort of, yeah. you know, tiny thing? Yeah. So I have a little app called the, say, the X Quadrant Hub, which really brings together um, the all the coaching experience. So all the session notes, any actions they've agreed, any reflections and journaling they've done. Um, they've got their kind of own personal development plan in there. Um, but it, yeah, it also tracks KPIs so what people will get um so what happens is you get your email let's say it was like um sometimes I I just do a simple um did I do my best to dot 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 so you know did I do my best to um you know um, empower my team or did I do my best to like speak up with confidence in key meetings or you know whatever mm -hmm. it is um uh, or in this case, it could be, you know, did I, you know, did I use the vocabulary from this program or whatever, mm. in, you know, today? Mm. And um, the action is very simply, they'll hit reply and type in normally a number. So it might be, you know, how many minutes of thinking did I do, strategic thinking did I do today? Or on a yes. score of one to 10, how well, how well do I feel I did? How much tension did I give this today? Right. And yes. um, so often it's just even just a simple of how aware was I of this today? How much, mm -hmm. you know, how much did I try to weave this into my daily activities? And just mm -hmm. even giving yourself this score from one to 10, which is totally arbitrary, right? It's just your own feeling about your engagement, but it tracks it and they get a nice chart. And so they can really see, oh, look, I've had a dip. What's going on there? And think Love about that. it. And that's, I think a, really that's powerful... a really powerful from a learning or you know, behavior, personal behavior change perspective. I think that's really, really powerful. No, well done you. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. you had that. That's a really great thing to have. Yeah. Well, mm. it's because it's all, I mean, it's, it's all about transformation, right? Like everything mm. is, you've got to bring, um, got to have, you've got to have this immersive environment to really see agree change. more. Couldn't agree more. Love that. Mm. Mm. So, so that's the fourth one, really bringing awareness, right? So what that might look like is, um, you know, especially around, as you start a meeting, again, this is about to change your environment, have a, have a slide that reminds you um, to just check in about whatever it is. Hey, guys, you remember we talked about this? Um, let's, you know, let's do this as we go into our meeting today, right? Let's, we are, let's agree to, um, uh, you know, let's, let's make sure that every topic we have is really a topic for this team, you know, and let's mm -hmm. kind of just, let's just challenge each other if we feel that we're doing something which is too in the weeds and we should be delegating this decision. Let's just, just, just have that reminder yeah. at the start. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you know, at, at the end of it, you know, you could literally have a question on the last slide, which is like, you know, how much progress did we make on our top three strategic projects mm -hmm. from the offsite A, mm -hmm. B, and C? And just mm -hmm. have it. Mm -hmm. And just, people can just look at the end and go, yeah, how did we do on that? Yeah, I think we did pretty well. Oh, this one, we're not really, this one's you know, number three is not really moving Snaggy. forward. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. just a way of, 
of reminding that despite all the operational stuff, it's a reminder that, oh yeah, these strategic projects are not are really important. Yeah. yeah. Can I circle back and ask you a question? Because one of the things you mentioned early on that really struck a chord with me was this idea that we can be overwhelmed with all these exciting new things and we very rarely prune the list of things. We mm. we add things to our plate rather than taking them off. Yes. What's what sort of ideas do you have or, or what techniques, what rules of thumb do you have? Mm. Saying, okay, is it a bit like, um, to use a really feminine example, when I buy a new dress, I have to throw one out? Is that what I'm saying, you know, I'm going to do? Yeah. Is it that I take one on, I've got to throw one out? You know, do you have a one for one? Mm. Do you have any um, any mm. any ways of thinking about that? Well, that's a good point because yeah, I definitely always throw away a dress whenever I buy one. So I thought you would. I'm, I'm about that. <laughs> I was reaching for something more meaningful as an example, but I thought that made a sense. <laughs> that's okay. I, I think I can grasp the concept. <laughs> well, um, a real estate agent did say to me the other day that apartments were like dresses. You just buy them when you see them. You should always have plenty. <laughs> I thought that was a little bit odd. <laughs> That reminds me of when I went to buy my wife and um, when we went to buy an, well, when we were looking for engagement rings, we yes. went to a um, a very expensive place, more just to look, to be honest. We were just starting to look Get around. ideas, right? Yeah, yes. and we went to like, you know, Place Vendôme in central Paris, you know, with all these super expensive jewelers. And we, we um, my wife tried on this ring. Um, it was the time when the francs were coming in, well, the euros were coming in and francs were leaving, right? And obviously there was a ratio of about seven between the two. Um, oh. And, 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 and they gave us a price. And I thought it was a price in francs and it was a price in euros, right? So, uh, but, um, but, she, but, but I put this ring on and she, she said, oh, no, this is too big. It's this really huge, huge thing. This is, this is, and and, and the, the, um, the sales guy said, uh, you know, madame, you know, you, you mustn't be scared of volume. <laughs> That was a pretty self-serving sales clip, but we, we never forgot that, you know, 20 years later, we talk, really talk about that one. Um, That's a good one, yes. So I think I've forgotten where we were here. Oh, yeah, so about, volume, about... Volume, volume, about how volume. do we prune the volume? Yeah, so pruning volume. So I suppose um, I don't have a, a fixed rule because every team is kind of different yeah, based so. on their ability to delegate and their ability, you know, how much they have to be managing that. I, I do tend to say, like... Um, there's a couple of concepts, I suppose. Um, the first one is to occasionally do a commitment inventory, which is really writing down, like, every, what are you actually committed to doing and how much time does that need? And do you have the resources? Do you have the time to do this? Um, that's, it. that's a great exercise to do, although it's, it's quite analytical, so you need to set aside some time. Um, I think it is a good habit to actually say, what are we going to stop doing as much as what we're going to start doing? Yeah. And... Yeah. And on a personal level, it's like, if we're going to do this, um, how are we personally going to clear time in our diaries for this? Um, how are we going to clear up, you know, how are we going to find extra time? And often people will say, oh, you know, everything I do is important. I really can't find it. You know, I can't find extra time. I'm going to have to work more. And it's like, well, making more is probably not an option, just given everything else in our lives, right? So here's the challenge. Come back and tell us next time what are the bottom 10 to 20%, right? Very specifically, what are the meetings? What are the projects which you're going to stop doing? Mm. And often people say, well, oh, I don't think I can do that. You know, it's going to be very hard. In which case, in which case it's like, well, if you can't do it by this time next week or next month, then you bring your diary and we'll put it up on Ooh. the screen and your colleagues will help you to identify 
um, the things the things you shouldn't be doing. And, and suddenly, no, and, and nobody comes with nobody comes to let their <laughs> colleague <laughs> decide what shouldn't be on their diary. Really? How do you so. define bottom, though? How do you define bottom? How do you find the bottom? Well, mm. I I suppose I, I talk I think about things in terms of are they. $10 an hour tasks, $100 an hour tasks, uh, $1,000 nice. an hour tasks, $10,000 yes. an hour tasks. Impact, impact. And yeah, and just kind of think like, mm. like literally, you know, if I wasn't doing this, if I couldn't do this, like who would what I have would to get cost? to do it? Yeah, what would, I, what would it cost for somebody to do this? Yes. Um, and that's often Good a great plan. one. Mm. And, mm. Then, I think, one. and I think the other one is just looking at meetings often, right? And just going like, if I wasn't in that meeting, what would the impact really be? And often we're there because of FOMO, we're there of, you know, um, habits, habits, um, because we want to kind of be seen as participative, supporting yeah. our colleagues, yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually asking those key questions about, um, you know, what's the value that you really need me to bring in this meeting? Mm -hmm. uh, and often it's just, oh, we just need you to be in the loop. Oh, great. Well, you can send me an email, right? Exactly. Yes, yes, FYI, and I'll put that to the, you know, read yeah. when I get time box. Mm, mm. Well, let's finish off just so that we, we don't take too yes. much time. And let's talk about exactly. number five. Let's, let's do number Last five, time. shall we? Um, mm -hmm. Number five is treat this, whatever it is, as a, so treat coming out of the offsite as a project. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, it's like, how do you know when you're done? You know, what meetings do you need to progress these mm -hmm. initiatives? Mm -hmm. you know, how do you view and course, you know, course correct? Mm -hmm. um, uh, when do you want this whole thing to be finished by? You know, have you just established a kind of a permanent thing? In which case, yeah. permanent things are fine, but you can say, well, the project of establishing this as a permanent discipline is going to last yes. three months. So by the end of three months, we need to figure that this is totally self-sustaining. So at yes. least you've got this kind of time-bound area of focus. And, um, and you probably need to have a project manager who's not going to forget to do the actions, follow up, take the minutes, generally make sure it stays on track. Again, having it as like an extra thing floating around that no one's quite taken accountability for a bunch of group of execs who've got other yeah. things they've got to be focusing on is a recipe for generally not much happening. Oh, just distraction and fluff, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then people, you know, you, you get this thing where people are like scrambling to do some kind of action just before the next meeting, just to show that they've done something. But it's normally like, oh, I sent an email, you know, to, to, to Bob, you know, it's not that I actually really drove this forward. It's just that I've done enough to be able to say that something's happened I and nobody, and nobody seems to really push back on that. Uh, and then, so these projects then just take this snail's pace and it just becomes painful. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I think there are, you know, five really, really useful ideas there. One about separating once and done uh, from behavioral sort of challenges and changes. Sleep on it. Don't, you know, don't regret the next day in Las Vegas. Um, make sure there are things to make sure you get off the couch. So things that change your environment. Um, Make sure you do things to remind yourself, bring some awareness, keep awareness on the on, on the tasks that you've agreed to and treat it as a project, which means it's got a deadline and it's got some really clear boundaries around it so that you get a sense of achievement. I think there are five, five really useful things for people. So look, I think that's it for today, isn't it? So yeah. next time, and you've alluded to it today as well, is um, all about how do we spend 
less time on operational topics and get more into the strategic, the substance of, of the things that we need to be doing. So before we wrap, um, Richard, are there any final thoughts that you've got there? Yeah, events inspire, but it's processes that transform. Oh, nice. So we need to have a process and work on the process that's surrounding the offsite, actually much more than the retreat itself. Uh, it's back to the wedding example, right? It's you need to think about, first of all, how we're preparing, but more importantly, when we actually have to live those changes, what are we going to do? Um, and so again, as another resource, I would definitely check out the episode on um, habit mastery and mastering transformation in episode in series season one, uh, where we again dive into how do you build those new processes into the life of your team. Brilliant. Oh, look, that's fantastic. So um, as ever, everyone, you can get the show notes from this podcast um, at xquadrant.com slash season three, episode eight. And if you'd like to look at any of those historic podcasts, like the one Richard just mentioned, pop down to xquadrant.com slash podcast, and they'll all be there for you. So thanks so much for your time today. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye for now. Speak to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Now let's talk about you. When you're in top leadership, when you're in the biggest role of your career, who supports you at a deep level as you lead others? Who helps you multiply your impact and get to the next level? If you're ready to learn more about our content, our coaching, and our community, then visit us at xquadrant.com.